Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 306 and it is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. We are back once again in the Codex Prime Studios. Uh, more nerd goodness uh, to talk to you all about. We're going to be uh, discussing some uh, retro games. Uh, we're going to get into like a retro game versus. So we're going to pit series of two video games against each other from back in the day and kind of debate on which one was the better one, better of the two. Uh, we also will also get into some some of our thoughts about some newer video games, including a high profile release that came out just last week. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to hear your thoughts about that because you cheated me on an experience. Sure. <laughs> I know. Um, and then yeah, we'll we'll get into like some more some more nerd stuff in this uh, turkey turkey day uh, week edition of the Codex Prime podcast. Uh, so yeah, man. Um, as Carl is sharing the episode. I uh, just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor and dear friend of the show, Afton Ward of Infamous Customs. That's M-F-A-M-U Customs, where you can order all sorts of Codex Prime merchandise and apparel, T-shirts, hoodies, uh, tea cozies, whatever you want. And you, you can also uh, send in some customizable designs as you can uh, provide a nice uh, screen printed uh uh, t-shirt or hoodie of the design of your choosing. So go to infamouscustoms.com or follow her on Instagram at infamouscustoms. Um, we also have a, a really cool announcement. Um, we finally uh, uploaded all of our panel, uh, Comic-Con uh, panel videos and interviews uh, from this year's uh, 2022 Rhode Island Comic-Con. So they're all available on our YouTube channel. So just go there. Um, you can watch the panels and interviews in full. So, uh, so for myself, I, you can watch my interview, my panel interviews with uh, Timothy Zahn, um, as well as uh, Ahmed Best, uh, Bonnie Peace, Spencer Wilding, and Amy Allen for the Tales of the Star Wars Universe panels. And also, you can watch Carl's panels for the stars of TikTok, uh, the Masters of Puppeteering, and uh, WWE Hall of Famers Trish Stratus and Lita. Um, yep, and you can also see his interviews with uh, Ryan Santos, a uh, comic, comic book artist and the legendary artist of Spider-Man 2099 and some DC properties. What was his name? Leonardi? Rick Leonardi. Rick Leonardi, Ooh. yes. Uh, so yeah. Shame on me for that one. <laughs> so yeah, uh, all of those videos uh, you can find on our uh, YouTube channel. They've been uploaded as of tonight, so check them out, leave a comment, let us know what you think, drop us a like. And we really appreciate uh, your feedback and your support, and for you know just uh, you know just watching us and listening to us, you know, plug away, you know, talking about nerd stuff, and uh, you know, taking time to share in uh, in the nerdverse with everyone and all of you. So yeah, that was man. beautiful. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so yeah, here we are once again. You know, Thanksgiving week. Uh, it's just a couple of days away. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. Okay, you name it. That's the only song I'm singing. I refuse <laughs> to acknowledge Mariah Carey at this time. Oh, it doesn't she sing like "All I Want for Christmas Is You"? That starts. They start that November first. Wow. Because of all the retail stores and stuff. Mm. I could have sworn I heard it September thirtieth. <laughs> I w it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, you know, Turkey Day is here, you know, stuff your face silly, you know, spend some time with your loved ones. Um, you know, I know uh, Thanksgiving can be pretty contentious in some households. So, you know, just focus on the good times, the good people, the good food and the good vibes. 
And uh, you know, I, I guess I guess they have like little foosball games or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, yep, you know it. Yeah, so I guess they have some CTE ball games you can watch. I don't know. Oh, stop! You watch wrestling. There's CTE in that too. That's different. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh, it's less popular, so it's okay. But anyway, I, I, I'm just kidding. But um, but yeah. Uh, uh sp- speaking of um, th- that sport. Uh, is your beloved Cowboys? Are they playing first? Well, they play every Thanksgiving, but first of all, a for one, it's hot in here. <laughs> yeah, I got the heat on. What? As you should, because it's winter. Screw yeah. it. It's winter. Yeah. But damn it, beating the Minnesota Vikings 43. How about them Cowboys? Just let me have my moment. Okay. Okay, and I'm I'm good. That's all I needed to say. Okay. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh uh that's great. The the Cowboys, they pick up a picked up a win. Um It was a good one. It was a good win. Okay. We're, we're still doing all right. Yeah, so uh what's their uh their record? Six and three. Okay, not bad, not bad, not bad. Um, you think they have a chance of uh, making the playoffs? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you think they have a fair chance at making the football mania, whatever it's called? You know it's called the Super Bowl, and yeah. All right. Uh, it's a, it, I mean, a lot of teams do, definitely. You know, we're not like the top favorites right now. Mm. Uh, right now, Philly has the best record in our division. Okay. But then they lost to the Commanders. What? Is that a new team? They were formerly the Washington Redskins. Wow. Okay. At least it's, at least it's not the Washington football team. Yeah. They lasted, what, two years? And thank God. Commanders? Okay. I'll, we'll take it. Yeah, they wanted to go the military route because people got offended over commanders. <laughs> oh, football fans. Y'all a bunch of... Anyway. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's hey, cool. Here's the thing. It ain't the football fans I was... Uh, What's up, side dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, hopefully. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sure your Cowboys will eventually lose, so it's fine. You know, enjoy it while you can. You're literally saying that just because I'm the fan. No, it, 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 it's fine. Exactly, Scooby. What the f happened to the Vikings? We uh, they just decided not to uh, score a touchdown, at least. Wow, so it was a clean sweep? Yeah. The the network was just like, yeah, we know that this is going. Wow. How's the Pittsburgh game going? Hmm. Wow, that's funny. For, for the Cowboys, that's, pre- that's quite impressive. Oh, it's happened before. Shut up. Yeah, you know. You know, uh, hate within you is so real, but it's only petty because you know I was a fan. If I was a fan of another team, you'd probably be soon doing the same thing. I mean, if if they were as big losers, you know, as the Cowboys, I mean, you know, it's it's been almost thirty years, Carl, since their last Super Bowl win. And can, listen, when you when you, you when you on. when you pick a team, mm-hmm. it's like a tattoo. Oh boy, you, you you're stuck with that team for life. So it's like a tramp stamp in this case. No, no, probably a sleeve. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure um, the Cowboys are the Cody Rhodes neck tattoo of the NFL, so uh, it, it it tracks. I get it. Uh, I probably see. Maybe the Raiders. No, because the Raiders have. It, it just kind of. It just kind of depends on the year. Mm. That's all it is. It just begin. It depends on the year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it could be worse. I mean, you could be a Bills fan. They're doing all right. 
they're doing pretty good. Okay, yeah, I mean, they're perpetual bridesmaids. They had, yeah, they had to like move their entire game. Oh, really? From like their home state, you know, from their home stadium to Indiana. Why? Why they, do they have to do that? They got snowed out. Oh wow. Like, it was a huge blizzard. Yo, big shout-outs to Pops, too. I hope y'all are good out there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So, yeah, that's a little bit of, little bit of foosball talk. And, uh, you know, real football is uh, being played in um, the World Cup right now. Uh, but there's a lot of controversy Foodable. around that. Really? Yeah, because it takes place in, uh, in, Qatar. in Qatar. Yeah, and, like, the whole human rights abuses in building the stadium and the fact that it's mad hot over there. Like upwards of 125 degrees Fahrenheit, you couldn't pay. You could not pay me the money, all the money in the world to play there. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit of sports talk. Um, I guess for all the sports people out there for football mania, war games, whatever you call it, um, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's talk about something important and, and things that people care about. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, Carl oh, and the nerds. People care about me. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I I might as well just get this over with. Okay. So uh, big shout outs to uh, the homie B Rob of the Random Ramblings of Rob and uh, the Wrestling is Trash podcast. Big shout outs to the Trash Boys. All right. Um. They heard our recent Tubi movie rants. <laughs> Oh, so B-Rob just happens to say, you know I'm in a Tubi movie, right? No kidding. Oh, really? Name, please. I'm going to write this down. Oh, it is called Brick City. Brick City. Oh, boy. Starring B-Rob. Or is it? Is it it's a cameo. Cameo, okay. He what? had one line. Oh, okay. All right plays a detective and he was just in a meeting room and they were giving a briefing he goes good morning everybody morning and that was it that was his line Mm. oscar winning performance right there (laughs) wow i'm sure that was the best performance in the entire film being a tubi movie and all yes it was (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even being biased oh man well here's the thing it was a it was a first attempt from uh, this, you know, this group that usually films uh, music videos. Okay. So you know they wanted to, they wanted to you know st- spread their wings, try a whole film. I it, the plot was very hard to follow. It just seems like they just put a whole bunch of skits together and then that was just it. Mm. Um, it's supposed to be you know a gangbanger flick. Mm. Yeah. You kind of just already know where that was going. <sighs> mm. Yeah, I, I can picture like the the boom mics in the scenes. Wasn't in there. I, I I will say I haven't I have I haven't caught one. Okay. But um, this is Tubi as Tubi could get. Mm. Janky special effects. No, oh, there was none. None needed. Well. It was just like, all right, we we couldn't even finish it. We we're just like, yeah, this could, I couldn't do it. Mm, yeah, at least I finished the psychic, <laughs> and that was the one I showed you last week. Yeah, with the punch that got caught in the wind, mm-hmm. but still connected. Yeah, that 
I, I, I just don't know how to react. I just don't, man. I, I <laughs> shout out to my boy Hayden. I said the same thing. He's just like, he just looked at me. I was just like, I don't know how to react or even how to process what you just showed me. Mm. Sorry, man. Yeah, <laughs> but you needed that. <laughs> yeah, man. But so far, you still had the best reaction. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the yeah those two movies are something else, man. I'm, I mean, if if they're bold enough to put that out in the world, then I think you, as a aspiring creator, to all of you out there, you'll be fine. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's that's how I'm looking at it. You just got to start somewhere. Hmm. Um, but next up on the comic front, okay. I actually I think you may want to get before I get into that. You probably may want to hear this. Okay. So, uh, I was picking up a birthday present, and I decided to pick it up at your favorite store Mm -hmm. during the months of July and November, Ah, Barnes & Noble. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I just happened, I was like, you know what? It is November. Let me just take a look. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Criterion section was very small. Yeah. Like maybe one shelf, like what three shelves together, and that's it. Yeah, it's the one in uh, uh, Smithfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's so I took a look and you know saw what they had. Uh, Dress to Kill, which you had me watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Love and Basketball there. I saw Do the Right Thing. Yeah. Uh, didn't really none that I wanted to like take home. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, okay, let me, you know, I actually, I finally seen it. Okay. Just just to say, like, I took a look. Yeah. Yeah, you, you took a look at the, the offerings, the shelf. Yeah, like, um, I, I did see Mulholland Drive there. Yep. I said, nope. <laughs> that movie's juicy in 4K. No. I don't even want to know. <laughs> Silencio. I don't even know what it means, but I'm like... It's quiet. No, 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 I don't know what that means in the context of the movie. It just ended there, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. That was the best film of 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Your standards are higher than that. <laughs> what? Yo, listen. Listen, like, it's okay. Y'all, y'all, don't, understand, y'all don't understand art. It's fine. <laughs> You know, I'm not even gonna care. <laughs> but yeah, it was just. But yeah, there was, I saw the, I, I saw, I, I saw the offers. I was like, man, this is, like, these are some big ass movies. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is so so much goodness over there, man. I, what was the name of the movie with the? Oh, it, it fucked me up. The chick, the half. The chicken lady or something like that? Oh, Freaks. Was it? It, it was. It, that's not on the Criterion Collection, but oh, okay. that was a movie, Freaks. Like, the the half-human chicken? At the yeah, end, yeah, at, that's at the that carnival. nightmare fuel. Yeah, yeah, that, that fucked me up, too. I didn't expect that. Yeah. That that, that movie was, uh, it, it was ahead of its time back when it came out in the 30s. Yeah. I gotta find who played that, or at least how they did that. <laughs> 
Yeah, because that, that looked mighty convincing back then. It, it was. But uh, on the comic front, I uh, first of all, I, I, didn't bring, I didn't get a chance to stop home today and bring it, but um, I ended up getting a copy of Eternals number one graded. Okay. 5.5. 5. Hmm. Not okay. bad. Not bad for a comic that old, but hmm. okay. damn it, I got it. Yeah, there you go. Cross out of my watch list. I had to give up on one today, though. It kind of made me sad. Oh, yeah. Black Panther number two, first appearance of Shuri. Oh, I gave that up? Yeah, I was bidding for it, and it just went a little too high. And I'm like, all right, no, mm. I can't do this right now. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Mm. I'll find it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you will. And plus, I'm, I'm sure that the, there was a, that one Shuri comic that came out like in 2018, around the same time as Black Panther. When the, when the film came out, mm-hmm. maybe that's worth something now. Possibly, being as her first solo, but yeah. And there was one cover though. I want to say it was like number two, where she's uh, holding the uh, helmet. Yeah. And they actually mimicked that in the they mimicked that scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. So yeah, and also, God damn it, rest in peace, Jason David Frank. Oh yeah. Oh. The Green Ranger. From the Power Rangers series. I had to hold on. We got we got to do a quick salute. Mm. So what I need you to do is put your hand over your heart and just bow in silence. Yeah, yeah. Very very tragic uh, passing. Yeah, hung yeah. himself. That's what is believed. Mm. Huh. It's horrible. Yeah, like I said, you never know. Uh, you never know what folks go, what folks are going through. Mm, absolutely, man. And are you okay? Goes a long way. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. But go goblin number one. Okay. That's uh, that was one of my uh, brand new pickups I got this week. Uh, written by Christopher Cantwell, and the art is by uh, Lam Medina. Um, so it picks up. It goes along with the events of the uh, current Spider-Man uh, run going on right now, written by uh, Zeb Wells. Mm-hmm. And Norman Osborn is trying. You know, he's trying to do the superhero thing. You know, even when with his son, with his sins that have been like wiped clean by the Sin Eater from uh, the Nick Lowe run, not mm-hmm. the Nick Lowe run, the um, Nick Spencer run. But he still struggles with like the mem with all his memories. Of all his past doings, and you know the spirit of the Green Goblin still like haunts him and stuff. So you, he's uh, struggling with that, and he likes doing the superhero thing, but he's yeah. just that that devil that that Goblin is just keeps cowling him. Yep, and cowling him. <laughs> they count. You can't get rid of me, baby. Yep. <laughs> yep. Did you see the Chappelle uh, host SNL? No, I didn't see that. He spoofed House of Targaryen. He brought back his Chappelle Show characters for that one. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, was it the Player Haters Ball? They were in there. Wow. Suki Johnson and, be- and the so-called Beautiful. <laughs> nice. And Ice-T was in there, too. Oh, okay. Bringing out all the hits. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good one. You have, to watch, you have to watch that one. You have to watch it on YouTube when you get a chance. Okay. Um, and the one where he did, where he had Mikey Day standing for him. It, that the whole joke of it was like 
Mikey Day like saying lines where he was just like, I really shouldn't be saying this. And everybody was just getting a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, and, my, and uh, the musical debt and the musical guest, mm-hmm. Black Star. Nice. Okay. Oh, Steph Tau Quali. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Seen them both in concert. Oh, word. Yeah. Separate occasions, but still right. dope. Yeah. Uh, the next up is the Captain Amer- Captain America and Winter Soldier special, uh, written by uh, Colin Ken- Colin Kelly and uh, Jackson Lansing. And the art is by Kev Walker. So it ties in with the events of uh, uh, the current Captain America Sentinel of Liberty run, which, um, yeah, he gets, uh, Bucky just gets tied up with this, uh, with this uh, elite group that's been around like since the 20s. Okay. And they were able to live long. To live long. So, mm-hmm. and they're up to, it's kind of like a Illuminati ish. Okay. So they were just in, they were just introduced uh, in the last uh, Sentinel of Truth issue. So it's kind of not much has been told about them yet, but they were able to like live within with throughout the decades and stuff. One has amassed well major wealth. Another one is a, a former Wakandan scientist. Hmm. Um, yeah, just all another one was from Latveria. I I forget I forgot the details, but okay. I'm like, all right, let me see. It, it, it sparks my curiosity. Let me see where this goes. You know, Bucky's kind of on a solo tip for right now. Let's see where this goes. Mm. So, uh, and uh, next up, I happen to catch the 32nd annual PWI 500. Oh, boy. Uh, this one always brings reasonable debate amongst uh, level-headed wrestling fans. It, it, it does. It, it does. And uh, number one, take a wild guess. Roman Reigns? Definitely. Uh, yeah, I'll at least read the top two, the top ten. Okay. Uh, number two, Kazuchika Okada. Nice. Okay. Holding it down for New Japan. Okay. Number three, CM Punk. Makes sense, you know. He had he was still riding high on the buzz, and this was before Brawl Out, yeah. And when he torched his career, Brawl Holla, Brawl Holla, <laughs> the gripe bomb, right? <laughs> um, number four, Hangman Adam Page. I like that, yeah. Former AEW champion, all right. Number five, Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, number six, Cody Rhodes, adrenaline in my soul. Yeah, I mean that WrestleMania debut, man. Yeah, that return. That's a yeah, that was a moment. In in the injury, the hell in a cell. Yeah, still simultaneously the dumbest and bravest thing I've seen a professional wrestler do. Yeah. He finished the match. He finished the match. Um, it actually restored Seth Rollins' reputation as a safe worker because he was he caught a lot of shit for you know with the, with the buckle bomb he did, injuring Balor and Sting, and. You know what? Just for completing that match, Cody Rhodes deserves the WWE Championship. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Give it to him when he comes back. Uh, Number seven, Brian Danielson. Yep. I totally agree. Number eight, El Hijo Hijo del Vikingo. Hmm, Probably from... Uh, I believe, yeah, he's from AAA. AAA, yep. Uh, Number nine, Big E. Really? Yes. Hmm. Um, I forget the criteria. I remember listening to a little bit of Busted Open, 
when they had this, but it was such a while ago. I just happened to catch it. Hmm. Now, and uh, number ten, Jonathan Gresham. Okay, yeah, former ROH champion. So, yeah, uh, a lot of people have dropped John Moxley to twelve, Kenny Omega to nineteen, McIntyre to twenty, Matt Cardona dropped, uh, went up to thirteen. Mm. Um, when he was at number 297 last year. Mm. Okay. Um, Quite the leap. Will Ospreay dropped from 7 to number 27. Mm. Sammy Guevara moved up from 66 to 28. Zack Sabre Jr. moved up from 101 to 29. Okay. Um... I mean, yeah, lots of people, you know, moved up, moved down. It's a very, yeah, it's very interesting for debate. Xavier Woods went from 133 to 37. Yeah, up, up, down, down. Yeah, but Darby Allen dropped from from 14 to 45. Hmm. Okay. So, I say pick it up and talk. Yeah, yeah, speak on it. Yeah, who would you put in your, your top... Your top 10 or 20, who would you put as number one? Let us know. Roman definitely got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to give it to uh, the tribal chief, head of the table. Yeah. I mean, he's putting on, he has been putting on really good matches, and also, it's, he's putting asses in seats. Yeah, man. When I went to Backlash, all I saw was either Rated RK, I mean, no, not Rated RK, bro, Wow. 15 years too late on that one. <laughs> um, all I saw was uh, RK Bro in the Bloodline shirts. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's quite oozy. <laughs> Protect Sammy at all costs. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's kind of been it. It's been kind of a short. I've been. I, I yeah, I've been having a lot on my plate lately. So you mm. know. It's, Oh, we actually do have another announcement as well for later on in the show. Okay, another announcement. We love it. We love to hear it. We bit yo Codex is busy. Yeah, man. We're doing we're doing it. We're doing the thing. We're doing all the things, man. But okay, all right. So yeah, uh for me, um on the movie tip, um I got my second round pickups from the Criterion Collection sale. Yep, get comfortable. Oh yeah. So, you know, all the all the cinematic goodness that you can. God damn. Yep. I I, I had to, I had to order these so I didn't go to the store. I just ordered these so I can get them to, uh, directly shipped over here because like some some of these you can't find at the store. But I got I finally got the um six film box set of uh, Dietrich Marlene Dietrich and Joseph von Sternberg in Hollywood their 1930s output. Uh, all six films from their collection. Uh, from their uh, time in the 30s, Morocco, Dishonored, Shanghai Express, which has been on the Criterion Collection for years, Blonde Venus, The Scarlet Empress, The Devil is a Woman. Man, this is a stack right here. I've wanted to get this classic collection for years. Joseph von Sternberg, one of the classic uh, silent film uh, directors. Marlene Dietrich, one of the classic uh, Hollywood icons of all time. I can't wait to dig into this set. It's It's, it's classic film goodness right here. Oh, yeah. You know it, baby. You know it. Um, next film I got. Very happy to see this in the Criterion Collection. Round Midnight, uh, starring the late, great jazz legend Dexter Gordon, who who was Oscar nominated. Uh, this film actually won the Oscar for Best Original Score, Herbie Hancock. 
uh, with a. <laughs> Sorry, that's the only Herbie Hancock song I know. Yeah, Rocket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, this is this, it's a great film, especially if you're if you're a fan of jazz and Dexter Gordon and Herbie Hancock. It's just like a really cool uh, dr- uh, dramatic story. Uh, check it out. Round midnight. Um, this film came out in '86, and it made its a Blu-ray debut uh, earlier this year in May. Um, I got a uh, Gus Van Sant film, uh, My Own Private Idaho, a romantic drama starring Keanu Reeves and the late River Phoenix. Yep. So, um, so yeah, uh, I've been wanting to uh, watch that whoa. for a while. Yeah. Yeah, that's whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Yep, Keanu Reeves and his Bill and Ted uh, bag from back in the day. That, that film came out in 1991. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to definitely dig into that. Um, I also got uh, another Spike Lee joint, uh, Bamboozled. Um, yeah, uh, if you're a Kanye West's fan, you'll probably like this film for all the wrong reasons. Um, the hate, I mean, the anger that went into you. Yeah, or if you're, or if you're Kanye West. But, um, but yeah, this film, um, very hard-hitting uh, satire on, you know, minstrel shows and black stereotypes. Um, oh, it's for the Coon Klux Klan. Yeah, has Coon Tang Klan. Mm-hmm. Big shouts to Dan Dinkins. <laughs> that's that's good. That's good. But but yeah, man. Um, Tommy Davidson, um, Savion Glover, uh, Damon Wayans, Jada Pinkett uh, Smith, Michael Rappaport. Um, it's a it's a hard to watch film, but it's still it's still uh, it still hits hard. Um, delving into stereotypes, especially if you look at the context of the film, it came out in 2000, and that's when you know UPN existed and had all of those. It, it, UPN was pretty divisive in the black community. There were some shows that tra- traded on stereotypes, and Spike Lee wasn't a big fan of that, so he lampooned that in the film too, among other things. So, yeah, bamboozled. It's there. Um, please don't watch it for the wrong reasons. Don't be Kanye West. Um, fuck that guy. Um, and his music sucks. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, we'll always remember college dropout, and that's that. But Late registration. Mm, I'm, I'm more of a college dropout fan. Oh, was, I, oh, yeah. college dropout was the better album. Late registration was still good. It was. It was. Oh, he kept it up to my my dark twisted fantasy. Eight oh eights was like. Yeah. But it was consistent. Life of Pablo was good. And they just, the rest just haven't really quite hit yet. Mm. Yeah. I haven't listened to any Kanye tracks since my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, so I wouldn't know what they sound like. And I don't plan to. Uh, All right. So, yeah. Um, next up, next film I got in, my cle- in the collection, uh, The Parallax View, a uh, classic 70s uh, political thriller starring Warren Beatty. Um, reportedly, this was like, one of the inspirations for Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, you can, can, can kind of see that. Um, I, haven't, I haven't seen this film before. I've wanted to see it for years, but I'm glad it made the collection, so I'll definitely sit down and watch it. Uh I also got the classic 80s teen comedy uh, directed by Amy Heckerling and written by Cameron Crowe, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, (laughs) (laughs) starring uh, Sean Penn in one of his early roles, Forrest Whitaker. Uh, Who else is in it? Um, Judge Reinhold, remember him? Phoebe Cates, 
Anthony Edwards, Eric Stoltz, Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, this movie made a lot of careers when it came out. It's the criterion. Yep, it's it's on the Criterion Collection. It's there. So yeah, I, I'll I'll dig into that. Um, yeah, let's just say that they all came a long way. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, and last but not least, I also got uh, the Infernal Affairs trilogy. Uh, it's a classic. Uh, uh, classic Hong Kong crime drama. Uh, the first film was remade as The Departed by Martin Scorsese. Um, I've seen the first film many, many years ago, but I haven't seen uh, parts two and three. Can't wait to dig into this. It's a really cool crime drama, the first film. So I'm a, if, you're, if you're a fan of like a, like a lot of like intrigue, plot twists, and some strong writing, check out the first film. I'll let you know what I think about parts two and three once I watch those. So yeah, um, that's my uh, haul from the uh, Criterion Collection. Um, I do have a third, well, two more coming in via mail, uh, uh, th- I think this week, so I'll hopefully I'll get them in and show them off for next week. Two 4K editions. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, man. So, yeah, that's that's what I got for the uh, Criterion Collection pickup for this, for this week at Barnes & Noble. Um... I also saw uh, a few new films uh, recently, one of which is in theaters. It's my second favorite film of the year so far. Uh, it's a film by Martin McDonough, starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. It's called The Banshees of Inna Sharon. And The Banshees of Inna Sharon, uh, it's, it's, a really, it's a really interesting uh, fable, kind of like an Irish fable. It takes place in the 1920s. Uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, they play two friends, lifelong friends, uh, Patrick and uh, Patrick and Colm. And uh, they've been lifelong friends, and they've been living on this like this fictional island um, of called Inisharan off the coast of Ireland. Um, but one day, um, Colm, uh, Brendan Gleeson's character, tells, uh, tells uh, Colin Farrell's character, Patrick, that he doesn't want to be friends with him anymore. He's like, you know what? Don't talk to me anymore. Um, we're, we're not friends. Leave me alone. And that that up naturally that, that upsets Patrick, and he wants to know why. Like he's, he's he wants to get to the bottom of why Colm broke off the friendship. And so Colm is like, "Listen, man, I I don't have many years left, and I can't spend it with a limited man like yourself. You know, I'm I'm trying I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying to I'm trying to upgrade myself." And what? You just want to talk about your goats? You just want to talk about your pony all day? Like, w- what is that? I, I, you know what? I'll tell you what. If you talk to me again, Patrick, for every time you talk to me, I'm going to cut off one of my fingers. And, uh. How are you into it? But keep going. And so, and so Patrick, you know, he's indignant and he calls his bluff. And, you know, that's when things get a little dark. Um, but yeah, uh, Banshees of Inner Sharon. It's a it's a really interesting film, uh, really gorgeously shot film. Um, just a lot of beautiful shots of the like the Irish uh, coast, coast and the, like and the, and the island that they shot at. Um, uh, Colin Farrell. This is definitely one of his best performances. Uh, give him his flowers. Like this has been his year. Like between this, the Batman as the Penguin, and the movie After Yang, like Colin Farrell has been really been really putting in work this year and this is like uh, a performance i can see him getting nominated for uh, he plays a he plays a simple guy um he's he's kind of a dullard but he's well-meaning he's very nice and people just tell him yeah you know i mean yeah, 
call might be right about you being a dullard, but but you're a nice guy, and and the world needs nice guys, right? And 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 Brendan Gleeson, he 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 has a he's a great performance too as uh, as somebody who like you you understand his reasoning, like you you understand like that he wants more out of life, but he just goes about it in in the most dickish way possible. Um, you also have a uh, Carrie Carrie Conlon. Um, let me see if I can get their uh their names. Um. You also have uh, some other supporting uh, supporting actors. Carrie Condon, who plays uh, uh, Patrick's sister, uh, uh, Siobhan, and she's uh, she's basically one of the smartest people like in the whole in the whole film. And she and she wants out because she sees how boredom is leading to like you know people making bad decisions. Um, you also have Barry Kagan in the film, who plays sort of like the village idiot. Um, but he, but he has, he's a bit perceptive too. You know, like he has, a, he, he drops some gems here, even though he's a bit of a creeper. Like, um, he's trying, he's trying to, he's trying to get with, uh, uh, Colin Farrell's character's sister, but she, she's not having it. And, you know, and he's also, you know, he's also being abused by his cop dad, who's a major dickhead. Um, but yeah, man, uh, the Banshees of Innis Sharon, it's, it's a, it, it actually is a fun watch, John, like not fun in like, like it, it's, 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 it's a, it's like a black comedy. It's like black humor. And the more you watch it, like you watch it for like the dialogue, the, the, the quality of the writing, the acting between all of the leads and supporting characters. And it does have a lot to say. It has a lot to say about, you know, um, wanting more out of life, but how do you go about it? Um, like how do you sort of enrich your existence? Um, the importance of friendship, um, and, 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 and it, it does have a lot to say about those things, and it does it in such a very uh, artistically and beautiful way. And it's it's def- it definitely is one of the best films of the year. Uh, Martin McDonough he also uh, directed uh, such films as Seven Psychopaths and In Bruges, and also uh, Three Billboards of Ebbing, Ebbing Missouri with um, mm-hmm. yeah, with um, Francis McDormand and Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell. <clears throat> yep. So so yeah, check it out. It's in theaters now. The Banshees of Inna Sharon excellent film it's uh, one of the best films of this year um john when it comes out uh when it's available to stream or rent watch it i think you'll enjoy it if you liked belfast i'm sure um as somebody who's into like you know films about like irish culture i'm sure this film you'll you'll definitely um be into it i, w- I would love to hear what you think about it once you have once you watch it um but yeah you know <clears throat> you know sometimes you know when you know sometimes you gotta you gotta let your if you're trying to break off a friendship you know sometimes you gotta gotta let them know you know Sometimes you gotta throw a finger at their door, or two. You know, it's all right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, life lessons. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, that, that, there's one film. Uh, yes, everything, everywhere, all at once is still my number one film of the year, and. Like I said, we still have a, a less than a month and a half left of 2022. If there's a film that sneaks in there and dethrones it, I'm gonna be very surprised. But yeah, the two other films I watched, uh, one is also available on Amazon. You can rent it on Amazon or iTunes. Um, this film is called Emily the Criminal, and it's a and it's a it's a it's sort of like an independent uh, feature starring Aubrey Plaza and Theo Rossi. Uh, Emily the Criminal. It's a it's a a, so, a socially astute um, uh, a crime drama, and it's a, it stars Aubrey Plaza. She plays the titular Emily. Who's basically down on her luck? You know, she's got mad student loans, about like seventy thousand. She's seventy thousand dollars in debt. She has a dead end uh, a catering job that she's working for. Like not a catering job; it's more like DoorDash. Um, she basically has no rights as an independent contractor. Um, 
and she and she's and she's trying to get out from under but you know you know capitalism late stage capitalism is kicking her ass and so she meets Theo Rossi's character, uh, this Lebanese man named Yusuf, who runs a credit card fraud. I swear that dude can play like any race. He really can. <laughs> well, didn't he play like a Latino character in Sons of Anarchy? He did. What? Well, see, there you go. He can play anybody. He played. So, he played a Latino character in uh, Luke Cage. Yep. That's, Shades. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, Theo Rossi, like him and his brother, um, uh, his character and his brother, uh, they they run this credit card fraud business where, uh, the where Emily uh, poses poses as a, sort of like a dummy shopper. So she uses these fake credit cards to buy like purchases, like TVs and even cars, and then she flips them on the black market to sell for like higher profits. And and at the deeper that she gets into that credit card fraud, the more dangerous, uh, you know, her situation becomes. And she's trying to figure out, trying to balance away for between making enough money so she can get the life that she needs and wants and also trying to protect herself at all costs while also growing closer uh to uh to Yusuf as well. Um it's it's a great film. It's very well written. Um I want to I want to see the I want to bring up the name of the filmmaker who directed it cuz that was actually uh their debut feature. Um let me see. Emily the Criminal is by John Patton Ford in his feature film debut. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, what he brings to the table next because uh, Emily the Criminal is very well written, very well acted, has a lot to say about how you know modern capitalism is basically destroying many people's futures, um, and many of us here can attest to that in, in different ways. So yeah, check it out. It's available to rent on Amazon uh, and uh, I and Apple TV Plus. And uh, the last film that I recommend, it just came out last Wednesday on Netflix. It's a period drama starring Florence Pugh. It's called The Wonder. And The Wonder, it's a film directed by Sebastian Lelio, who directed such films as um, Disobedience with Rachel Weisz, um, A Fantastic Woman, which won the uh, 2017 Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film, um, and Gloria Bell with uh, Julianne Moore. Uh, the Wonder, it's a psychological period drama uh, starring Florence Pugh, and she plays this uh, English doctor, and the film takes place in 1862. And uh, Florence Pugh plays this English doctor named Elizabeth Wright. She travels to Ireland, and she's she meets this family whose daughter has, hasn't eaten for four months. And the this Irish this Irish village, they're all amazed at this wonder child, this uh, this gift from God, and this and the girl in question, uh, her name is Anna. She says that she claims that she subsists on, quote, manna from heaven. So she hasn't eaten any food for four months. Her family, they're they're a bit concerned, but they also view her as a miracle. You have some of the religious figures in this village view her as this. As sort of like, uh, sort of like a saint almost, and and it's up to Florence Pugh to figure out what's going on here. Um, is there more to this mystery? Is is something is something nefarious going on? Um, it's a it's a it's a really interesting film. If you have Netflix, I really recommend watching it. It's uh it's based on the the novel of the same name by Emma Donahue. Uh, the cinematography is absolutely gorgeous. Um, by Ari Wegner. Um, what I love about the look of this film is that it just has some strong production design and it has this really grainy, you know, film grain look. You know, there's way too many Netflix films that have that that glossy 
overly polished 4K sheen, which is fine for a lot of films, but sometimes, but sometimes you you want to crave like actual film stock and not just digital. So, so I'd say like watch the film for aesthetic reasons. Um, Florence Pugh, it's just a matter of time before she before she wins an Oscar or like a major uh, acting uh, oh, award. Because, like, everything she does, like, she's just gold. Like, from Fighting With My Family, Black Widow, Midsummer, Midsummer, like, everything she does is just so good. And it's just a matter of time before she gets that Oscar or a major award. Uh, but, yeah, man, um, the, check it out, The Wonder. It's on Netflix. Um, uh, definitely, definitely one of my favorite films of this year so far. So, yeah. So, yeah, those are the, those are the films that I've been watching um, and I recommend. And and before we get into our main topic of um, of retro retro game debates, we we gotta highlight a film that Carl and I have both been playing, and I'm still more a game a game rather. It might as, it might as well be both, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. this game, the definitive pants off experience <laughs> of 2022. We are talking about the PlayStation Five exclusive, God of War Ragnarok. Yes, boy. He didn't say it. He didn't say it, but uh, yeah, man. First impressions, man. It's a hell of a game, and that's an understatement. But the believe the hype. If if you've played 2018 God of War, we don't have to tell you how great this game is. And I'm 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 still like a like three or four hours in. I'm still in like the first uh the first major area, but uh but yeah, I'm I'm taking my time with the game. It's it's just seeing it on an OLED, man. <sighs> mm. It's like it, 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 it's, it's like the visuals are making love to your eyeballs. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Santa Monica Studios, you you, you did it again. You did it again. I'll, I'm gonna call it early. This is a masterpiece right here, and it's got stiff competition for this year's Game Awards between this versus oh God, I... versus Elden Ring versus Horizon Forbidden West. You beat all three of those games. Yeah, Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West. I beat those two. I beat Cyberpunk. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I... Like I said, it's, it's going to be very, it's going to be a very interesting game awards this year. I want to see what was going to walk away with the top prize. But Carl, what are your what are your first thoughts about Ragnarok? Um, I just don't want to play anything else right now. Oh, um, let me. The first Kratos versus Thor fight. Hmm. Your thoughts, please. Very impressive. That it reminded me a lot of uh, Kratos' first encounter with Baldur. Baldur. Yeah. Yep. And the characterization of Thor and especially Odin was very interesting. Like they just like like Odin is kind of played like some sort of like some sort of like scummy crime boss. Even like the way he speaks, <laughs> like 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 he's speaking like some shady loan shark from Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm like, that's a really interesting choice for this character, for for Odin, but. Yeah, and, and the character and the characterization of Thor in this game, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how his character develops uh, uh, in in the hours ahead, for sure. But, but yeah, man. Mm. 
It's so much more. I'm only like five hours in. Okay. So not not too far. Not too far from where I'm at. But damn it. I'm, I feel like I'm not quite getting the full experience because majority of the time I'm playing it on the backbone. So I'm playing it on my phone. Oh, okay. Yo, man. Yeah, you got to play it on the big screen. I right? mean, it feels great. Like, on, you know, on the iPhone 14, I'm like, you know, you get the... I blast it, so I'm at least, you know, getting it loud. But it's just... Mm. One of these days, hopefully really soon, I'll get myself... Uh, I'll get myself an OLED. Mm. Or even QLED. You never know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's juicy. With a nice little sound bar. Oh, yeah. Soundbar. Mm. Yeah, man. I got myself hot just talking about it. Well, it is kind of warm in here, but, <laughs> but still, yeah, I, I understand. Mm. Oh, yeah. But yeah, God of War Ragnarok. Whew. Um, it's going to be, it's, 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 it's going to be a, a major time investment, you know, but I'm going to get through Worth it. Worth it. Yep. Like I said, every game I just played, was just to hold me off mm-hmm. until that game started. Look, I bought, I bought Call of Duty, mm-hmm. played three matches. Yep, I'm very limited with time. Mm-hmm. But damn it, I was like, once that, once that Call of Duty, I mean, once that God of War came out, like it just, mm-hmm. yep, everything's just taking a backseat. Yeah, yep, as as well they should, you know. I mean, WWE 2K22 was on sale this weekend, and I picked it up. Oh, nice, nice. Did you get the the, U, the NWO edition? Nah, no. Okay. Nah, that's it. Yeah, it was on sale for like twenty five. I'm like, cool. Picked it up for the sake of like, all right, I look, I buy it, but I hasn't even made it cl- close to the <laughs> system yet. Hey, I don't blame you. Cause it's uh, it's all uh, it's all about Kratos and Atreus. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, I'm a def. And now that you know, now that I have I have the week off because of Thanksgiving break, I'll probably get through like two thirds of it. You will. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably if I beat it by next Tuesday. Don't be surprised, you know. But it, it is a long game. You ain't spending time with your family or not? What about them? God damn it! <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, man, I'll. But yeah, uh, more more impressions to come as we get through uh, God of War Ragnarok because it's a massive game and it, the- it's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, Al- already early. We're calling it early. But um, Stuber. Yes. You know, I always I always gotta shout out my main man Stuber. Yes, your main man Stuber, Chris Stewart, in the chat of the Pop Stew. You can. He, what do you, I know? You started playing. Mm. You gotta tell me what you did, boy. <laughs> Your name is the name I gave you, boy. Uh, rest in peace to Reggie Cathy, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Let's get into our bit of our main topic, uh, a fun one that you uh, came up with, actually. Um, retro game debates or retro game versus. Shout outs to Patrick Hickey Jr. too, because he just came out with his uh, mind behind the PlayStation games book, Ooh. and he's got some titles in there. I haven't picked it up yet, but he's got some titles. Okay, okay. So, and I'm just like, just, I thought about this topic today, and I'm just like, uh, he should be a part of this conversation, mm. just in case if there's a tiebreaker. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a, uh, our, our 
peeps in the chat uh, function, function as the tiebreakers uh, for this. Uh, so yeah, we got a we got a, a few uh, pairs of retro games. Um, where we're gonna pit them against each other. We're gonna dis- d- discuss and debate the merits of of both, and we'll pick a winner for each uh, for each pair. Okay, we can go back and we can go back and forth. Too. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, let's let's kick it off um, with the first one. First one. Uh, the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. N64 versus Final Fantasy VII, the original. Original. Both games are timeless in their own rights. Mm. Uh, roughly, yeah, li- roughly around the same time. What ninety-seven? Yeah, about a year apart. Ninety-seven for Final Fantasy and ninety-eight for uh, Zelda. Really, I thought Zelda was. Um. You had something special when you had that gold contr- that gold cartridge. Yeah. But then you had something special when you had that double disc. No, it was three discs. Yep, three discs. Yep, for Final Fantasy. Both both games were were like the examples of like putting that grind in, putting that work in. Mm. Um, both had amazing fun factors. Shout out to Game Pros and Electronic Gaming Monthly magazine <laughs> for that rating system that they had. Ooh, this is a tough one. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. This is this is a hard one. This is one I came up with, right? Yeah. I think I couldn't even think about this one. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go with I think I'm going to go with Final Fantasy 7. Okay. All right. <clears throat> yeah, and, and, and certainly a valid choice. Um for me, I would actually go with uh, Ocarina of Time for this one cuz while Final Fantasy 7, that's one of the more that's one of those games that defines a generation Correct. and also like Define redefines the medium of video games as a whole. I, w- I would I would actually argue that um, that Ocarina of Time had the slightly bigger impact because of like not only not only did it uh, revolutionize like three D adventure gaming and also the Zelda franchise, but it also served as like an influential template for so many adventure games that used Zelda used the Ocarina of Time format, like the open world, exploring dungeons and villages. Mm-hmm. Um, um, like an interconnected open world that that you explore, like this big quest. Um, Ocarina of Time was certainly influential, and you, and you see, and you see its influence in many of the games that came after it in terms of like third person adventure games. Um, I'll say, I'll, I'll say, you got a tiebreaker. <laughs> uh, Chris Stewart, uh, Chris Stewart says, uh, I'm, I'm making it tough. Uh, we don't always agree. Uh, Stuber, but he's also going with Ocarina of Time as well for this one. But again, valid. But yeah, but you you did raise a valid point. I will give. I'll definitely give you that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and again, like Final Fantasy VII, like it revolutionized turn based RPGs as well. Absolutely. And then here's the thing: is like, which Final Fantasy character? Remember, there's been different stories throughout majority of the games. Yeah. Yep. Different characters. Hmm. But I feel like Cloud Strife has like the more lasting impact. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like when you look at all the 
Final Fantasy protagonists and even villains and supporting characters like Sephiroth, yeah, iconic villain, uh, Tifa, uh, Aerith, her her death scene, um, Barrett, uh, yeah, Tifa Lockhart, Yuffie, uh, Vincent Valentine, right. Yeah, so many like and like and there's a reason why there's so many spin-offs and even remakes of Final Fantasy VII, like that universe. Final Fantasy VII had the most memorable characters. Only Final Fantasy X compares. I agree, John. Yeah, only I will say only Final Fantasy X compares, especially in terms of like gameplay and memorable characters. Like you had Titus in Final Fantasy X and Oron, right. and uh, Waka and Lulu, the the uh, the black mage, and then you had Yuna. Mm-hmm. Um, the white mage, yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy X is definitely like second place in terms of like memorable, iconic, like Final Fantasy games that really that really sunk it sunk it its teeth into like the the culture at large. Right, but then Final Fantasy VII also changed the game for RPGs as well. It absolutely did. Yeah, yeah. Damn it, where's Ed? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna send him this. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Do do send. Uh, I'm sending. Yep, I'm sending this to. Uh, I'm sending this episode to the guy to the Gamerdelphia crew because. Mm, yeah, let's. We on talk. <laughs> oh yeah, like we need some chimes. <laughs> yeah, Ed Figueroa, your boy Ed. Uh, yeah. Once you watch this episode, come back to us. Let us know what you think, and we can have another follow up episode about. about oh, absolutely. Well. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I definitely agree with John. Um, Final Fantasy X. I would say like Final Fantasy X is probably my favorite Final Fantasy. Um, and then actually. Final Fantasy 12 I would say is like my second favorite and then Final Fantasy um 7 but um yeah I, I still I still need to play the the remake cuz I that actually it was one of the free downloads I got from the, my PlayStation Plus membership so I'll, I'll sit down and play the the remake at some point but God of War of course has been time um all right so yeah get one. okay I got one for you all right what's up we'll go back and forth with this one okay friends as a franchise as a franchise, okay. Tomb Raider versus Uncharted. Mmm. Ooh. You know what? I'm gonna have to go with Uncharted. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I I respect Lara Croft. She's the OG, but and 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 the, and the Tomb Raider, um, the the reboot trilogy. Like I played the first two, the 2013 one and Rise of the Tomb Raider. Those are right. very good games. But Uncharted took it to a whole other level, man. Yeah, you. I felt like you got more. More story, yeah, out of the Uncharted franchise than Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomb Raider was more like straightforward, like adventure, uh, adventure games, like with like kind of like the Indiana Jones template, right? Um, but there really wasn't too much in the way of memorable characters or villains outside of Lara Croft. Um, whereas Uncharted, man, you can point to Nathan Drake, Victor Sullivan, um, uh, what's her name, Chloe Frazier, um, Elena. Um, what was her last name? Uh, she's a memorable character, believe yeah. me. But um, oh, uh, um, Charlie Cutter, the Jason State, the AKA not Jason Statham, right? And oh my, and, and Sam Drake, Sa- Sam Drake, four. yeah, yep, and Nadine Ross from um, Uncharted Four, like like those games, like and what's what's so great about Uncharted is that like each game got successfully better than the last one, and, Un- and Uncharted Four is a freaking masterpiece. And, and uh, Lost Legacy wasn't even bad. Short, but not even bad at all. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, like, you still haven't played it. Like, uh, I don't have a PSP, so not Lost Legacy. Um, it came out right after. It came out shortly after four. 
Oh yeah, Lost Legacy. Oh, um, I was thinking of Golden Abyss, the PSP game. Yeah, that- yeah, yeah. Lost Legacy with uh, when you play as Chloe and Nadine. That was yeah. really good too. Yeah, we, and, the, and the India India setting with right. that like open yeah. world hub. Oh yeah. my god, in part four with the Madagascar scene. Yeah, that oh, looked, that was beautiful. Yeah, like Uncharted Four, it really pushed the limits like of the PS4 hardware and even the PS3, like with Uncharted Two and Three. Yeah, that pushed the limits of the of that hardware too. Yeah. Uncharted Four was one of those games where it's like I've. It's one of those games where I'm like, I, I need to beat this at least once a year. Mm. Yeah, and and plus like, is plus I have the the collection, the Nathan Drake collection. I have that too as well. So yeah, it's it's fun like to revisit those games, but like kind of like a uptick in resolution. Right. Yeah, but yeah, man, um, definitely Uncharted. Um, like especially those action set pieces, you can't, you really can't beat those, man. And and like the the opening theme, the main theme for Uncharted mm-hmm. kind of gets you pumped, ready for adventure too. Yeah. And the movie's not; it's really not that bad. Really? Yeah, I actually had fun. I had fun watching it. So. Hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll have to watch it eventually. Like, but viewing that, taking that on its own terms, you have to. Yeah, because if you compare it to the video games, and of course, it won't matter. It won't match. It's actually yeah, the video game is definitely better than the movie, but the movie's not bad. Okay. Didn't break the curse of, it didn't necessarily break the curse, but it's like okay, this ain't this is decent. Okay, yeah, we'll take that. So yeah, yeah, definitely Uncharted. Uh, but yeah, yeah, shout out to Tomb Raider as well. Uh, next, next uh, video game versus uh, two classic beat 'em ups. Streets of Rage two mm-hmm. versus Final Fight. I gotta go Streets of Rage two on the strength of the soundtrack. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with that too. Yeah, like Final Fight. Final Fight's iconic. Um, and interestingly, it was uh, the it was uh, visually inspired by the 1984 cult classic Streets of Fire. Yeah. Um, but 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 yeah, Streets of Rage two, man. That's that's a classic beat 'em up right there. Yeah. Um, but 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 Final Fight the arcade uh, is still one of my one of my uh, one of my favorite games that I played as a kid. It just I, I sunk a lot of quarters in that game. <laughs> But yeah, right Neo next. Geo machines. <laughs> yup. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I'm gonna go the wrestling route. Okay. No Mercy versus WCW NWO Revenge. Oh, No Mercy. I I I gotta, I gotta go with No Mercy because like like Revenge was really was a lot of fun, but No Mercy had the customization. It had like the the creative wrestler was really deep at the time, the deepest actually. Um, like the secret characters, like the amount of moves that you can put your that you can. Uh, you put for your creator wrestler mm-hmm. the all all the title belts you can go with all the the various game modes Royal Rumble ladder matches no no DQ you can fight backstage yeah Yuke's kind of Yuke's kind of stepped it up with uh, no mercy yeah right. double dragon walked so Streets of Rage can run I'll say that yeah 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 double dragon double dragon was a prototype and it holds it still holds up fairly well but Streets of Rage is better yeah. Absolutely. All right, what you got? Um, two classic, uh, classic games that actually created their own, sort of like created their own genre. Um, Super Metroid versus Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and that's where you have the portmanteau um, Metroidvania. Damn. You know what? Super Metroid. 
you know, I'm, I'm gonna go with Super Metroid as well. Um, this was this one was tough because like Symphony of the Night, like that 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 was the game that revolutionized. Um, <laughs> Chris Stewart's like man, <laughs> we could like, you know I I regret not getting guests for this one. Oh yeah, yeah. I, we we, we would have been cussing. <laughs> it would have been like a lot. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll like I'll tell you what we'll, we'll definitely have a follow up episode. We're gonna save the these. Yeah, we'll save these because I feel like there's gonna be a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That we can get on board with, who's gonna have a lot to say? Oh, absolutely, and we'll have more games too, more pairs. But yeah, man, I gotta go with Super Metroid because like Metroid was the OG in terms of like creating that that two D exploration right genre. And Castlevania, they started as like a just straight up standard two D side scrollers, but then once they adopted Metroid's formula for their series, it took off, and then that's to the point where. You have a lot of Metroidvania games, um, especially nowadays with like a lot of indie titles like like Dead Cells and like um, Hollow Knight, among many others. But yeah, man, Super Metroid uh, for me that's it's neck and neck. But I, I go with Super Metroid because for me that's actually next to Metroid Prime. That's actually my favorite Metroid game still. Mm. Yeah, like almost twenty eight years later. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even. Not even gonna dispute that. Yeah. Uh. Crash Bandicoot versus Banjo-Kazooie. Mm. I'm going to go with Crash Bandicoot only because I haven't really played much of Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie was indeed an overrated, an underrated classic. Mm. Underrated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when he when he made it to Smash Brothers, you know, there was a lot of excitement with that because there was a huge nostalgia feel. But Crash Bandicoot was definitely a much more consistent character. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got more consistent games with that. It's just that you know they were both both iconic in their own rights. But yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go along with uh, off that merit alone. I'm gonna go along. I'm gonna go with uh, Crash. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with Crash as well. And like I have the Crash Insane trilogy. Me too. And I remember, I remember, I actually beat the first game. And man, that bridge level. There, I think there were two bridge levels in the in the in the first game. <sighs> Made my palms sweat, man. It was how uh-huh. tough they are. But I managed to beat the first game, and then I'm kind of afraid of, of going trying to beat the second and third game because <laughs> yeah. they, they they are tough platformers, but but they are quite challenging. Um. Oh, here's another one: two iconic games in an iconic franchise, both of which revolutionized and evolved. It's not only its own franchise, but games as a whole. And we're talking about the original versions of these games. 1998's Resident Evil 2 mm. versus 2005's Resident Evil 4. Damn. Yeah. Resident Evil Damn. 2. Resident Evil 2 versus Resident Evil 4. I gotta go 2 because I more have, I have a special place in my heart for 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember I played the hell out of Resident Evil 2 as a kid, but I gotta go with Resident Evil 4. Because, like, Resident Evil 4, that, like, it brought it brought it to, like, proper 3D, mm-hmm. the, the series to proper 3D, um, and, like, the, the, the behind-the-shoulder perspective. So many games took that same perspective, that same uh, style of gameplay from Resident Evil 4. Like, Resident Evil 4 was like, a real innovator when it came out in 05. And for me, like one of the best games on the GameCube, actually. I chose. I mean, with two, yeah, two. 
Oh, but no, well, no, no, no. Here's what I was going to say. Yeah. Four also revolutionized. We still use that same control format to oh, this yeah. day. Oh yeah, like, with the re- and with the remakes, they use that. They use that controller format. Oh, like aiming, aiming and firing with the shoulder buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, but just two just has much has a spe- very special place in my heart. I think that was the first Resident Evil game that I beat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Same here, actually. And you can actually like uh, play both of their scenarios, Leon and Claire. Right. And and I think if you played it in different orders, like if you play Leon and Claire, and then Claire and Leon, you can play the games like the you, you can experience the story in four different ways, basically, which was which was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Ooh, let us know in the comments, man. I, I feel like we need to do another one with just the same. I feel like I need to just put mm. these on the grip, put these on the gram, and just. Mm, I, oh yeah, we gotta. We get, I would love to hear the feedback on there. Mm. Instagram, Facebook. Here's one that you'll definitely appreciate, and I'm okay. sure, I'm sure Stubert will appreciate this as well. Two iconic fighting games. Uh-oh. You can only choose one. Which one will v- wins in this versus? Mortal Kombat Two versus Super Street Fighter Two. Super Street Fighter Two. Yeah, man. The four pillars. The four pillars of fighting games, and this is just my opinion. Okay. The four, you know, fighting game franchises. Yep. Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat. Yep. Tekken. Yes. And Smash Brothers. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Those are the four pillars. Okay. But I will, as much of a Mortal Kombat fan as I am, especially Part Two. That was the first Mortal Kombat game I owned. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go Street Fighter 2. Really? Super Street Fighter 2, yes. I'm actually surprised. I thought you would go for Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah, yes. Um, the Street Fighter format was what laid the foundation to fighting games to this day. True, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this one's actually tough for me because they're they're both games that and they, they both still hold up really well. Fei Long, Cammy, DJ. I wasn't too much of a fan <laughs> with DJ. Fei Long, no. Mm-mm. Oh, Bruce Lee. Yep. Oh man. Um, Every game had a Bruce Lee like character. Oh yeah, Mortal Kombat had Liu Kang. Yeah. Yeah, and then all the MK Street Fighter ripoffs had a Liu Kang type character. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh man! Tekken had law. Yep. Forrest and Marshall. Yep. Oh man. Yeah, this is tough. Oof. I'm actually stumping myself. Um. You know what? I'm gonna have to go with Super Street Fighter Two. You gotta. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, Mortal Kombat Two still holds up, but I think compared to, I know they're both different styles of fighting games, but like I think Mortal Kombat Two, at least for me, it feels a, a little more limited. If it makes if it makes any sense. I guess I, I like like Super Street Fighter Two. It had more, it was it had more of like a pick up and play feel to it. Whereas Mortal Kombat Two felt a little more like you had to like really like get into like the nitty gritty to like really play that game to the best of your ability, not just like spamming like an uppercut and sweep like sweep. But then you, 
I mean, both had butt mashing qualities. If that's what you're getting at, yeah. yeah. Um, they both had that. They both had that quality. Hmm. Um, it's just that. Well, you can't. I can't even really. Because what it is Mortal Kombat was just Mortal Kombat was what up the ante for fighting games. Oh, it did, yeah. Uh, by do, using real motion, real life motion captures and um, and introducing blood. Yep. In fighting games, in the gore and the violence, where you know, Street Fighter was just basic, mm-hmm. but that was the game where you actually honed your craft as a fighting game player. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Street mm-hmm. Fighter was the first one to have the combos where games like Mortal Kombat and Killer Instinct had to up their game and like, all right, we need to add combos like this. Mortal Kombat was more was very limited. It was. It was probably you would probably get a three hit two to three hit tops. Mm-hmm. Where at least with Street Fighter you was able to get a little more than that. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and, and thinking on it more, I'll, I'll say that Super Street Fighter Two had the better gameplay, at least for me. But I'd say Mortal Kombat Two had the more interesting characters and a more interesting story. Street Fighter was more fluid. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll say that. Like like Mortal Kombat Two had like at least had had at least for me like a cooler characters and a cooler world. Right. But Street Fighter Super Street Fighter Two had like the more than dynamic gameplay. But but it's yeah. it's pretty much a tie. But like it's like you're kind of it's just a matter of personal preference at that point. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm I'm gonna take it back to the beat 'em ups. Okay. Streets of Rage two versus Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time. <laughs> oh man, two iconic iconic games. Once again, Street Fighter two. I mean, Streets of Rage two back in the mix. Um, Turtles in Time, hands down, the best Ninja Turtles game ever made. Mm-hmm. Streets of Rage 2, I'll say, of the classic trilogy, the the best Streets of Rage game ever made. Until part- it was good. I, I, I got to put part four above it. I, I, I got to. Part, part four was a natural evolution. Like, it was a it was a natural evolution and slash continuation of the gameplay. Yeah. Four, I mean, because four is fresher. Um, it preserved that classic gameplay. Absolutely. Added a little, little more bells and whistles. So I, I'd have to say four is the best in the franchise. But I wouldn't be mad if any if you said two. Yeah. Two is mm. Turtles in Time? Oh, this is tough, man. Yeah. Um if we were comparing Ninja, Ninja Turtles games and Turtles in Time would always win. Right. But I'm gonna still go with Streets of Rage two. Really? Yeah, I I I love Turtles in Time, but I still gotta go with Streets of Rage two. I, I gotta go with Turtles in Time. I feel like you kinda just had you got more. I don't know. I just felt like you kind of got more out of the game. Hmm. I mean, you had four player action. Yeah. Yeah, four player action where with, you know, with Streets of Rage, you only had two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Turtles in Time on this one. Okay. All right, Turtles in Time. That's fair. AK got turtles. AK ended up taking turtles in time. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. Next one we have here: uh, Def Jam Vendetta 
versus Def Jam Fight for New York. Fight for New York, and it's not even close. Now, granted, Vendetta, you Vendetta what? So Fight for New York can fly. True. True. But here's the thing. Mm. Fight for New York, flow. it flew. It did fly. Yeah, I mean, Vendetta limited to just Def Jam characters. Mm-hmm. The world got bigger. Yeah. With Fight for New York. Mm-hmm. Even though it was limited to just New York. Yeah. But like, it grew. Mm-hmm. The story was much more complex. Mm-hmm. You know, the creator, the, the creator character mode. Yep. Was more, yes. And my character always had a Rockefeller chain. <laughs> Cheer. It's the rock. Um, Yeah. Fight for New York. That's easy. That was easy. You know, like, like, I'll I'll say this. Like, like Fight for New York. It has has some great, um, some great um, evolution, evolutionary steps in the formula. Like you had, like you when you created your your fighter, you had you had multiple. You can combine like up to three different styles. Um, I know Fight for New York was more of a straight fighting game than a wrestling game. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll say Def De- Jam Vendetta was the, had the more pure wrestling experience, a wrestling gaming experience. Um, man, it, it, for me, it, it depends on the mood. Some days I might say I, I might be more of a, in a Def Jam Vendetta mood, but if I'm really being honest, I got to go with Fight for New York as well. Exactly. You know, put your grudge against Fat Joe down. <laughs> Fuck crack. Yo. <laughs> The cheapest AI opponent I've ever faced in a fighting game. Here's the thing. I beat him with no problem. You got... Sometimes you just get lucky, man. I don't know. I have never... I don't have problems. I remember... Mm. And you know what? Brian from UW, I... He was like, yo, I can't be crack. I can't be crack. I was like, all right, give me. I, I don't know how you did it, man. Maybe, maybe the game sensed that you were a new player and is like, ah, let me just... I'm no damn new player. I, was playing. I bought that shit at launch. It's like, oh, somebody different's holding the control. Let me just uh, <laughs> let you walk, get get a buy in this round. But yeah, man, yeah, fight for New York. I got, I, I got, I got to go with that. <laughs> um, although, although Vendetta had the more pure wrestling game experience, Def Jam had that plus the fighting game experience. Who was an underrated character in Fight for New York for you? Ooh, underrated. Hmm. One that you was able to master that nobody else could. Mm, that's a good question, actually. Uh, you know what? I, I, I got to pull up the roster. Because um, I had to. <clears throat> actually, I was actually good with Crazy Legs. I was good with him. I had two. Memphis Bleak and Joe Budden. <laughs> I was good with both of them. Hmm. Wow, man. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know, I know because of like Sean Paul was underrated. Yeah, Sean Paul was good. Yeah. You know who else was good too? <clears throat> Beanie Man, not Beanie Man, Elephant Man. Yeah. Um. Oh, David Banner. I was good with him too. <laughs> yeah. Cricket that. Oh man, I, I know that um, because of like all of the musical rights, we'll never see like a remastered version of these games. But, but man, if 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 you if you got the scratch and if you're willing to shell out a little more money, go on eBay, find the games, 
and play them, man. If they're especially in their, if they're in good condition, because they're they're worth it, man. Or just download the emulator. Yeah, or if you got that too, yeah, yeah. All right, what, my turn. Yeah. The Last of Us versus Days Gone. Oh, The Last of Us. That's not even close. <laughs> really? And I, I like Days Gone, but Last of Us had the story, the gameplay, the the characters. Like it's 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 a it's a country mile for that one. Okay, you know, and you know what's crazy too. So, um, I don't know how we. Um, I was hanging with my sisters, and I don't know how we got into video games. Mm-hmm. So she said, "He's like, you know, my roommate was playing this game." And she's like, "Your video games are like crazy now." And I was, my roommate was playing this game. Mm-hmm. I sat down and watched them play, and I thought I was watching a show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's about a zombie apocalypse, Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, it was also a dead giveaway. It was like, then there's going to be a show based on it coming out. I was like, oh, yeah, Last of Us. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. The show. It is. It is Pascal. very skeptical, but mm. I got, I'm going to tune in yeah. because I'm yeah. such a fan of the franchise. Yeah, I'll tune in too. I'll see, I'll see how, how they approach it. Yeah. You know what? <clears throat> You gotta say, yo, between Uncharted and Last of Us, Naughty Dog kind of, Naughty Dog can nail it. Yeah, like Naughty, they they know how to make masterpieces. Yeah, Crash, uh, Uncharted, Last of Us. Even even though I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 100 in love with Last of Us Part Two. I respected that it, they tried something different. The gameplay is excellent and it looks excellent, Absolutely. but I respect what they tried to do with the story of Part Two. But I wasn't, it wasn't for me. Yeah. That's a, okay. That's a much more fair statement than when you first <laughs> beat it. Oh yeah, yeah. When I, f- you bet, I feel like you kind of like after we had that discussion, you sat on it a little more. Yeah, I I, I gave it time. Okay. Um, would I play it again? I, I'll eventually play it again, but it's gonna be a long while because that game was unrelentingly grim and depressing. It was, it was, and it was very long. Yeah, it, it was a very long game too. I. Yeah, did. I, I still rather enjoyed it. I I left satisfied. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's see what they do for part. Three. I wouldn't do it for four in February. <laughs> no, that's twenty hours. <laughs> God of mm. War, definitely. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, that's a, uh, I'm officially putting that in the ballot as one of my four in February games. Okay. I'll put Elden Ring in there. Hell no! <laughs> that took me all summer. <laughs> Uh, all right. Here's all right. Here's another classic one. Um, two two iconic games. You can only choose one. For me, there's only one right answer. 1991's Sonic the Hedgehog versus 1991's Super Mario World. Both uh, launch games for. The 16-bit era, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo. I'm gonna go Super Mario World. Wise choice. Um, although I do love Sonic, Sonic 2 was just simply the better game. It was. It was. Like I, I will say, like uh, looking back, um, I, I was, I was rather hard on the Sonic franchise. Um, by saying that it, it is one of the most overrated franchises in the history of gaming, but that being said, um, 
I, I did enjoy the Sonic games as a, as a kid. I, st- I still enjoy them now, like at least the the old two D ones. But you know, the gameplay is a little. Cl- is, it does feel much clunkier compared to Super Mario World. Super Mario, the Super Mario games, like the platforming is like a one. But yeah, I gotta go with Super Mario World in this one too, because the way it expanded Super Mario, like you can go like you can walk into different areas of the map. Um, the different power-ups, like the, the soundtrack, the look of the game. Like, it, it's a work of... Like, they're both works of art, but right. Super Mario World, I, I gotta give it the edge you, to that. You, you know what? It's what you call grope. Yeah, you could say that. Grope. Okay, Natasha Rothwell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. The Witcher 3 versus 2018's God of War. Hmm. Ooh, 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 ooh! That's that's good. That's that's a good match. That's a good match right there. Um, oh man, dang! And, and they're and they're both neck and neck in terms of story and characters, man. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go with just by a hair by a hair I'm gonna go with God of War 2018 mm. yeah I mean honestly, I own The Witcher 3 mm. but never played it yeah you, sh- you should <laughs> you should play it and I barely got time. I got I'm, I'm five hours I guarantee you by the end of this Thanksgiving weekend you will be ahead of me in God of War yeah that's, that's probable it's probable yeah, you ain't got shit to do, don't you? I mean, I mean, I I got plenty to do. I got I got movies to watch. You know what I'm saying? I got I got I got a little writing to do. Um, um, yeah. You writing some? Coming up with some ideas, some ideas. Putting it in the ideas bank. You know, I'm I'm finessing it. I'm 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 watering the seed right now. You know. Oh, in other words, you're finally realizing your full potential. I, I wouldn't go that far, but I <laughs> you're getting there. Yeah, we're we're getting there, you know. But uh, no, yeah. you ain't got shit to do. You you gonna have, you have more time on your hands. I got DJ this weekend. So. Oh wow! So you got me on that one, all right? But yeah, I'm gonna go with God of War too so, mm. as well. Yeah. All right, what you got? You got okay. another one, or are you going off the? Mm. Uh, let me see. I'll I'll go off the dome for this one. Um, let me see. Some, some games. Oof. Uh, hmm. uh, actually, no. You, you, you pick another one. I still, I still need a little thought. Red Dead Redemption Two versus GTA Five. Hmm. Oh man. Uh. I'm gonna go with GTA Five. Same here. Yeah, GTA Five, like, like, like Red Dead Redemption Two. It's a, it's a great game, but I, I actually like Red Dead Redemption One better. Mm. And Part Two, it kind of feels like work a little bit because, like, because of all like the little uh, mechanics that they put in the game. Like, a lot of it was a lot uh, was pretty unnecessary. It was just like Rockstar Games showing off, like, oh, look how realistic we are. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with um, GTA Five. That, that game I've beaten like five, six times by now. Yeah. Same here. It, it, that's another one of those games where I just want to beat like once a year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
And like all my characters are billionaires at the end, so there you go. Okay. Another thing too, they use codes. Mm. Like it, to me, after a while, it just it feels like cheat codes became a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, back in the day, you had everything written down on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we all use our phones now, but you know. Oh yeah, that's true. But. Oh, I got one. I hate you. Go ahead. I already know I hate you. I just want to look. Go ahead. Um, not not quite retro games, but they, they came out recently. Ghost of Tsushima or Spider-Man 2018. Why you got to do that to me, man? I had to do it to him. Oh! Two top-tier A1 Sony exclusives. Oh. Jin Sakai versus Peter Parker. Spider-Man 2018, Ghost of Tsushima 2020. Mm. What say you, Mr. Bird? What say y'all in the comments? And what say you, your boy Ed, if you're listening to this at this point? Oh, my God. You know what? For, the, for, my, for our Game Awards review, mm-hmm. he'll be on. Oh, nice. Yeah. We're going to get him on. Okay. Yeah. I... We'll go. I'm going to go Spider-Man. Okay. 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 Wait, because they both have open world. They both have open world possibilities. Yep. I think for the sake of the... And this is by a... This is by an eyelash. Okay. For the sake of Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. I got to go Spider-Man. Okay. Right. But this is by an eyelash because Ghost had that gore. Yep. That smooth Both had smooth swordplay. Just that. I I, I love a good hack and slash. Yeah. Um, Insomniac brought it. Oh yeah. Like that was like the PS4's swan song right there. Yeah, but here's the thing. No, but then they you had Swan Song. Ghost of Tsushima was after. Yeah, it was after Spider Man. Yeah. So that could be a PS4 Swan Song as well. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ah uh, yeah, that was hard. Yep. You son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got this one for you. All right. Both Zelda games. Okay. And I want to thank Stone Cold Steve Austin and <laughs> Cody Rhodes for this one. Mm. Breath of the Wild versus Ocarina of Time. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, that's a good, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to go with Breath of the Wild for this really? one. Really? Yeah, because Ocarina of Time innovated games like for years to come up until Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, we're still seeing its influence in other games. Like even like the the glider mechanic, Forbidden West took it straight from Breath of the Wild. Um, you you can point to like a few other uh, platforming games, adventure games, that have used a, a Breath of the Wild template, like climbing up mountains, um, just exploring an open world, like without having like a set direction to go to. Um, customizable weapons, hidden dungeons. Yeah, yeah, man. Breath of the Wild, man. You gotta go with you gotta go with that. It's like a, a new innovator, like a new standard bearer in games today. Stone Cold chose that. 
Nice. That was Austin's choice. Wow. I was like, Austin plays <laughs> Breath of the Wild? Good shit. Yeah. Swig a beer for the gaming man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't even choose. Mm. I can't even choose. All right. Um, You got one? Uh, yeah, I got one more. Okay. One more to wrap it up on my end. And two fighting games, mm. which I know you'll appreciate. Okay. Mortal Kombat 11 versus Tekken 7. Mortal Kombat 11. Okay. Story mode. Story mode, okay. And I know you're a big Tekken fan, too. Yes, so. yes, but, um, yeah. Yeah, Mortal Kombat had the better story. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got three more. All right. Mario 64 versus Super Mario World. Mm. Ooh, that, oof, that, 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 is, that is pretty difficult, actually. Um, God, because they were both innovative. Uh, Super Mario 64 influenced so many platforming games after that. Um, this might be a bit controversial, but I'm going to go with uh, Super Mario World. Mm. Uh, and, and the reason for that is because Super Mario World still holds up well to this day, okay. whereas Super Mario 64, it still plays well, and you can see its influence in all the subsequent platforming games that came out afterwards, but there were a lot of 3D games in the mid, mid to late 90s that didn't age well in terms of like the, the gameplay mechanics, and unfortunately Mario 64 is one of those games. Like The, the, the controls hold up decently, but not as well as... like uh, uh, not as well as Super Mario World does, or like a, a modern 3D plat- platformer. So, I, I got to give the edge to Mario World for, um, uh, for still having that that longevity. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna go. All right. Uh, as a franchise, Call of Duty versus Overwatch. Uh, well, I having. Having not played too much of either one, um, I'll, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Overwatch only because it seems like it has less racists on there than Call of Duty does, <laughs> and that's the only criteria I'm gonna give it. Well, it, it, here's the thing. Here's the thing too. Well, Call of Duty has the longevity. Long, Call of Duty has the longevity and the impact. Overwatch had such a meteoric rise. Oh yeah, yeah. To the point where, like, it made like other east other esports games, hmm. like you know, League of Legends, World of Warcraft, and, like, yeah. had, it made them step up their leagues yeah 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 but call of duty does indeed have the longevity um each game um because of the strength of the longevity and the consistency Hmm. i'm gonna go with call of duty okay that's fair yeah, I mean, nothing to take away from Overwatch. Like I said, it was a meteoric rise. It made other other esports games step their game up, step their presence up. Oh yeah, 
and you see its influence in like other games like Apex Legends, right? Um, League of Legends, like you mentioned, um, even Fortnite. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, and this one's much more on a relaxing note. The Sims 3 versus Minecraft. <laughs> um, I actually never have played Minecraft at all. I've played the first Sims when it came out like tw- 20 years ago. Um, I haven't played Sims 3, so but by default, I'm going to go with the Sims 3 only because I've played the first Sims. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you can actually do more. You can create more stories with the Sims 3 than Minecraft. Well, I, I will say, like, there's a lot of, there's enormous creativity in Minecraft. Like, there's some, you know, I, I'm going I'm to I'm revise my answer. Just for the creativity alone mm-hmm. and the versatility of that platform, of that game, I'm going to have to go with Minecraft for this one. I'm not even mad. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this was, this was good. We got we had some good picks, man. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I, I got to post, I'm going I'm to post these mm. just to get, uh, just to get everybody's, uh, thoughts and opinions on this because i would love to hear it i'll be posting this on our social medias uh on instagram of course at cortex prime podcast it will be on the twitter on twitter at cortex prime cast um and also on facebook uh obviously if you're watching you know um yeah i would love to hear everybody i would love to hear everybody's thoughts Mm -hmm. and if you have some hit us up at Codex Prime yeah. Podcast at gmail.com or even just post them on our socials. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and like I mentioned at the, t- at the top of the program, you can watch all of our Comic-Con panels uh, from this year's uh, Rhode Island Comic-Con. They're on our Codex Prime YouTube channel. So check them out. Drop a comment. Drop us a like. Let us know what you think. And uh, announcement. Yeah. On December 3rd, the Codex Prime Podcast will be moderating the Renegade Wrestling Alliance press conference <laughs> for their event coming up on December 11th. Mm-hmm. The press conference will be at uh, will be on December 3rd at the Columbus Theater on Broadway in Providence, Rhode Island, at 1 p.m. Hmm. Oh, that's that's gonna be dope. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. So if you caught commissioner and re-elected re-elected state representative uh david morales yes um see what kind of uh shenanigans he will be up to mm-hmm. and if you like that first <laughs> that first uh i guess you can go i guess we did a little panel per uh, press conference i guess Kind of, on our show yeah it, it kind of went off the rails a bit you know yeah if you like that lord knows what what we're gonna get into when we're not in, in vic's apartment <laughs> yeah man uh december 3rd the renegade wrestling uh alliance panel a uh, wrestling panel you know we don't just set the table we are the table you're damn right yeah botchamania <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, on that note, we kind of just yeah, yeah, we 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 we're here. So once again, you know, thank y'all for watching and listening. Um, definitely looking forward to hearing y'all's responses and picks, um, to our to our video game debate, uh, uh choices or verses. Uh, t- tune in next week, same codex time, same codex channel. Um, yeah, we're just, we're gonna we're gonna continue to wrap up the year in style. 
Um, as always, uh, have a great Thanksgiving break. Uh, stuff yourself silly. As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.